Hi guys, just a reminder, this podcast will contain swearing, spoilers, and it is all our own opinion. What's going on, guys? I'm Josh. <laughs> and I'm Kate. And this is Pilot Era, the show you're listening to because you can't be watching TV right now. Why were you so quiet that time? Because it's funny. Oh, <laughs> you're going <laughs> for a joke, I see. Yeah. What do you want to start with today? Mate, start with point number one. How you doing? Yeah, I'm going pretty well, actually. I'm in a very good mood today for an undisclosed reason. Yes, it will become clear later. Not sexual or anything. <laughs> Good your, start. Your face. Good start, Kate. Good start. Proud of you. How are you going? Yeah, pretty good. Can't complain. Why is that? Because I can't. Oh, I was trying to catch you out. Oh, you're in again. <laughs> no, we do have some news, but we're not going to disclose it. And now everyone knows what it is. Well, yeah, by the time this comes out, hopefully everybody knows what it is. Yeah. So let's just hop into some more unpersonal stuff than that. Let's do that. Should we start with TV? Yeah. 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 We got onto some stand-up comedy this week. Well, we were already onto it. Yeah, so we watched some stand-up comedy. Our favourite comedian, actually, John Mulaney. Yeah, yeah. He has done another Netflix special. The first one was so funny. Was that Comeback Kid was the first one? Uh, I think Comeback Kid was the second one. Oh, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Maybe. <laughs> Comeback come Kid. What was the first one called then? Uh, I don't remember. Was that the really funny one? Yeah, that was the best one. He's just really good because he talks about random shit. Yeah. About his life, like his wife and... Oh, he doesn't have kids yet, does he? No. No, they have a dog. Yeah, a dog. Petunia. <laughs> it's a little ugly like pug or something, right? It's a French bulldog. A French bulldog, yeah. He just thinks that she's the ugliest thing ever, but... He still loves her. Yeah, of course. Would you? Did you like this stand-up? Yeah, it was really good. It's it's hard because the first one is almost perfect and then Comeback Kid is really good. And then they did that weird like Jews in New York thing, which wasn't very funny at all. I assume if you lived in New York, it would be quite funny, but for us it wasn't very funny. Yeah, I don't think we understood it. And now there's this, which is like, Good again. It's not as amazing as the first one, but it's pretty hard to get to that level. Yeah, there's some pretty good moments in there. He talks a lot about his college years, which was quite good. Yeah. What did he say that college was? It's a game show. Do all my friends hate me or do I just need to go to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate. We should watch more stand-up because I feel like when we do, we really enjoy it. Yeah, but you only like a very specific kind of stand-up. Yeah, I'm very picky. I do like this kind of random stories, like family-related or their life-related. Yeah. Like not, you know, making fun of people. Yeah, you don't like a lot of <laughs> sharper Yeah, like stuff. full-on kind of sexist, racist humour. Yeah. Um, which a lot of it is these days, so. Yep. 
Which is fine, you know, it's got its place, but just not my thing. Well, I think comedy is one of those realms where you should be able to say whatever you want for like a joke. As long as it's, because it's one of those places where it's like, this is a joke and I don't believe this. We can like, have a laugh about it because everybody like is aware of it. To a certain extent, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Some of it I just don't understand. Yeah. And just, I don't like it. I don't think you have to enjoy it. Okay, so I just accidentally stopped it then. I'm just going to move this <laughs> all the way away from you. Whoopsie. Mate. <laughs> We've been watching so much anime lately, I feel like. Yeah, because it's funny. So we started watching a new anime that we saw on Netflix, I think because I saw a lot of memes about it. Yeah, that's weird that you started seeing memes before you'd even, you know, watched it or started talking about it and your phone hadn't picked you up talking about it yet. Yeah, true, but like... My phone has Netflix on it, and oh, yeah, Netflix would have recommended to you and, like, you know, Illuminatis and Triangles and that. Um, so You know what I got recommended on? I went onto my Netflix app before just to see, like, what I'd been watching. I got recommended the Boss Baby TV show. Of course you did, because <laughs> you don't stop talking about the fucking Boss Baby. And every time it's up, you are like, the Boss Baby TV show! <laughs> I think I'm actually going to watch it. I wouldn't put it past you. I liked the movie. I thought it was really cute. <laughs> what? Whatever, mate. <laughs> yeah, so we started watching it because you saw memes about it. I saw memes about it. And I don't usually make memes about things that aren't, like, funny or haven't had a billion episodes, like Naruto and shit. Stuff that everybody knows about. It's really memeable. Yeah, sure. It's all, like, Dragon Ball Z and Naruto and stuff. Yeah, stuff that everybody knows about. So, I also started seeing memes for this, and I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> Let's have a look. They got on the memes for this before they got on the Pop Team Epic memes. So... So it's like, and it's called The Disastrous Life of Psyche K. It is hilarious. It's so funny. It's so funny. The whole time I'm just laughing. It's about this kid who has psychic abilities, basically. Yeah. But like super extra psychic abilities. Not just like, oh, he can read minds, but he can like move things with his mind. And so he's got like kinesis as well, right? He's got all, all the psychic yeah, powers. Yeah, all the psychic powers. Not just one of them, like literally all of them. And it sounds kind of lame, but the way it's done is really clever. Yeah, it's like the negative side of all this stuff. So yeah. it's like he can talk before he's one, but he never talks by moving his mouth. <laughs> because he never learned how to do it because he never had to. And then he learned how to walk by floating when he was like six months old or something. And his parents are so shit. And they just expect him to like fix their lives for them and mm. stuff. Do everything for them. And all of his friends are so terrible. And he can just read everybody's minds. And they're just the stupidest people. But it goes further as in, like, he's born with pink hair. So he has to, like, he changes the world and, like, people's DNA for it not to be weird. So that people just leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. To make him fit in, he changes everyone else to be like him. Yeah. So it's like he's created the world of anime as, like, a whole. Yeah. To fit him. Yeah. So it's, like, really clever. Yeah, it's really funny. It's hard to explain, but... It's really clever and it builds really well. And it all makes sense. But it's just essentially this one dude who's just fucking fed up. (laughs) He's doing it right for himself, though. He's got, like, all these friends. Like, his friends are, like, the most popular guy in school. The most hot girl in school is, like, in love with him. Because he's the only one that doesn't, like, pay her any attention. Yeah. So, yeah, he's, like, he's got a pretty good life. But I can see why having psychic abilities would be... A bit of a raw deal. Yeah, but it's like the most popular guy in school loves him because he doesn't speak. 
so the guy doesn't get interrupted talking. His best <laughs> friend is so stupid that he can't read his mind, and that's why they think they're best friends. There's the guy who thinks that he's in, like, he's in an anime. So yeah. he thinks that he's, like, uh, got a demon power and that there's, like, a big organization trying to take him down. But he also sort of doesn't believe it. He just, like, it's just a character he's created to make himself cool. Yeah. And he doesn't believe him, but it's it so doesn't weird. help. <laughs> it's, like, really meta. It's really about weird. About animes. It's like, um, like, Pop Team Epic has those kind of elements as well. Yeah. And what was the other one we were, we were watching that was, I'm not sure. But I think a lot of them are going, like quite big now yeah and um not taking themselves so seriously no nor should you which is good but it's about time that there's stuff in that realm yeah that's what people want people want quirky weird stuff yeah it's working at the moment (laughs) yeah get on it it's on netflix um dubbed so yeah it's easily available and it's not like it's not too divisive like you'll be able to even if you don't like watch heaps of anime or you don't know heaps of references to anime, it's not going to yeah. separate you. It just sort of. It's quite, even though it is made by Japanese people, it's quite westernized. I think it's rewritten. Yeah, you were saying that maybe they completely rewrote the dialogue. They'll rewrite a chunk of the dialogue to make it make more sense. Because mm. it just seemed almost too relatable. Yeah. It's like some animes, like you don't get a lot of stuff because you're not part of japanese culture and you just kind of goes over your head yeah but this was all very like i felt like i understood everything well the, one of the most popular animes in japan is called uh saitama and it's about a guy in like this year who's a samurai and like saves the world but there's yeah. so many japanese cultural references in it and like funny things i say about anime and stuff that they would never dub it into english because it wouldn't make sense <laughs> yeah exactly so I just was surprised that this was so relatable. But yeah. it makes sense if they've rewritten a bunch of the... They've definitely rewritten some of it. Mm. i have to look that up, actually. But really funny. Really entertaining. Just this blasé guy who just hates everybody. <laughs> but has the power to change everything. Yeah, he's a very complex character. He's good. Speaking of complex characters. <laughs> one of um, mm. literary's finest criminals, Hannibal. Yep. Obviously, everyone knows who Hannibal is. You've either, like, watched the movies or read the book or whatever. Or this, seen this TV show yeah, since it came out in 2013. Specifically, we're going to be talking a little bit about Hannibal, the uh, TV series, starring yep. Mads Mikkelsen. I think that's his name, as Hannibal. And some other guy. Good pick. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so good and creepy. Yep. Yeah, so as you said, 2013, like, this is an old TV show. Mm-hmm. And you watched this a while ago. I watched it while it was coming out, yeah. Yeah. You, I'm pretty sure you've been telling me to watch it since we got together. I was sort of divided because it's a fantastic show. And since you've been watching it, you have realised that it is actually a fantastic show. But it just makes you feel so tense and anxious and uncomfortable all the time. And that doesn't just stay in the show. That, like, seeps into your everyday as you watch it so it's a lot to take on to watch the show and it's a brilliant show and yeah. it's fantastic but you weren't sure <laughs> whether you wanted to put that on me <laughs> and the thing that and i was right <laughs> oh mate <laughs> kind of i don't think i've ever been shook so much by a tv show we get shook by a character that doesn't exist doesn't speak and just like is there <laughs> yeah so 
don't know, spoilers if you haven't seen it, but... It's not really a spoiler. No, but there's like this kind of manifestation character of Hannibal that the other main character, Will, sees. And it's Mads Mikkelsen in like this full black makeup, just covered with big um, like deer antlers. Yeah. And he just stands there expressionless, like never says anything, just stands there and just stares. And it is one of the creepiest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like I was telling Josh earlier, I woke up in the middle of the night to go to the toilet and I was like terrified of our skylight because I was worried that I was going to look up and like see this antlered face <laughs> looking down at me. <laughs> and I had nightmares as well. Yes. I had nightmares the other night about getting tortured beca- right. because of watching Hannibal. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to take on the show. Oh my god, it's so intense. <laughs> it's pretty gory. Yeah. It's very, very gory. Like the one we watched yesterday, and you just have to watch a dude, like, he's stitched together with someone else. Yeah. His back is, like, stitched to the front of someone else, and you just have to watch him rip himself free. Yeah, and then his legs are stitched together, and his hands stitched to the side of his face. God, it was a lot. Yeah. And the other thing that freaked me out in the first season was, like, this little girl who thinks she's dead, so she just doesn't look after herself, so she's got, like, severe jaundice. Yeah. Her skin's all fucked, and she just... Her skin... Like, her face looks really yellow, and then the skin on her arms... For some reason, I think some of it's died. Like, she's got a disease where her skin's really, like, loose. Yeah. So at one point, like, all the skin on her arm gets ripped off. Yep. And you just see all this, and you're just like, oh. (laughs) And so now I'm afraid of skylights, and I'm afraid of my bed, because that little (laughs) jaundiced girl was, like, under the bed and pulled a girl underneath there. That's all right, though. We've got a low-sitting bed, so nobody can fit under it. Thank goodness for that, because I'm actually terrified, like... Ever since when I was a kid and I watched I, I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. And you know how at the end, like, the fisherman hook man, like, hooks um, what's-her-face from under the bed? Yeah. And then it's, you know, leads up to the second movie or whatever. Ever since then, I've been terrified of standing right next to a bed because I'm always worried I'm going to get pulled under. Right. Well, I guess that's less embarrassing than my fear. What's your fear? There's, a, um, there's an episode of... Round the twist for all of our Australian listeners. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where a scarecrow comes to life. And it just, like, is... It's fucked. <laughs> and I haven't seen it. And I'm sure that it's terrible quality nowadays. But, like, I would never even try to watch it. But the scarecrow's under the bed. And he, like, grabs this girl. Oh. See, there you go. <laughs> People, they know how to get you. Yeah. The way to do horror, in my opinion, is to make you afraid of, like, simple objects that you have to be around every day of your life. Like showers as well. Yeah. Beds. Like, just being alone. <laughs> <laughs> Living life. And now skylights. Yeah, skylights. Fuck. Yeah, I'm really enjoying the show. <laughs> you, you've joined me now, so I watched season one by myself. Yeah. And now you've jumped in. We're watching season two now, so I think yep. we're on episode three or four or something. Yeah. Probably watch it after this. Oh, I love it. It's, <laughs> it's just taken over my life. I can't stop thinking about it. It's good, isn't it? Well, you told me there was going to be a huge twist at the end of season one. Yeah. And there wasn't even. <laughs> no, I, I don't remember when the twist comes. And I was making all these, like, theories and stuff, because I love theorizing about TV shows. Yeah. Some of the things I came up with were fucking ridiculous, and you were just like, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Hannibal's his brother. <laughs> just like, what? <laughs> 
<laughs> Hannibal is him, they're the same guy. Like, no. Oh no, that was a stupid one. You're so funny. Oh, I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah. And there's season three on yep. Stan as well. This is all on Stan, so. I've seen the first two it, seasons, and then I think I trailed off for a while. I was waiting for the third one to come, and it just never did. Mm. But yeah, if you're, if you're into, like, slightly disturbing <laughs> um, TV shows. Slightly. Yeah, it's one of the most disturbing shows we've seen. Like, it's way more disturbing than something like American Horror Story, because it's a lot more subtle. Yeah. And it just kind of gets you, like, right in there. Well, it's all the stuff they do, so everything's, like, in heavy shadow... Yeah. And like the parts score of the, as well. the score's crazy and parts of the frame are never in focus. Mm. I think it's supposed to trick your brain and remind you of like, you know, when you're asleep and you're like running away from something, but you can't see what it is. So okay. it like gives you that same sort of feeling. They just use like unfocused frame mm. for like heaps of shit. Yeah. I think the director is Brian Fuller. Am I correct on that? Sounds all right. I think he's like a pretty famous director. But, yeah, all the acting in this is just fucking... Well, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne, Mads Mikkelsen, it's just like... Now, your one of your best friends has come in from Sex and the City. Oh, yeah. Well, she's not. She's a bit of a bit part. She's like a lawyer. Oh, no, she's, no, she's an she's FBI like, agent. Yeah. Um, Cynthia Nixon from Sex and the City, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of cool to see her in a different role. <laughs> For once. Yeah. That's enough on Hannibal. What do you reckon? 10 out of 10? Would you yeah. Hannibal, I would give that show a 10 out of 10. It's fantastic television. At it, like, at its finest, seriously. It's pretty good. It's got everything you need. And now it's time for Kate's Corner. Kate's Corner. I've only got one thing in Kate's Corner today. Thank I've, God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been watching yet another stand show, mm. Younger. I'm I'm actually obsessed with it. I didn't think I was really going to like it because it's just like a sitcom, I guess. A sitcom drama. Yeah, but they sucked you in with... Hilary Duff. Hilary Duff. <laughs> yeah, she's cool. I'm on season two now. I'm like halfway through season two, maybe even near the end. But it's about this woman. She's 40. She ends up getting divorced. She's been married for like 20 years or something. Not 20 years, maybe 15 years. She's got a daughter, an 18-year-old daughter. She gets divorced and she wants to like get back into publishing, which is the job she was doing before she got married. Mm. But everyone's like, no, you're too old, you're too old, you're too old. So she pretends to be 26 to get a job. Why? How can you be too old to be a publisher? I don't know, because they set it up as like everyone in publishing is, you know, like a millennial and you've got to have like a young mind to be able to know what people want and all that kind of shit. Well, that's how they set this up. I don't really know what the publishing world is like, but yeah, apparently like, that's what it's yeah, like. I feel like publishing, be like, the more experience you have, the better <laughs> to know what people want. But that might just be me. I think it might be specific companies as well. Like, this was more of, like, a hip one that she wanted to get into. Oh, so it's, like, where she lives. Yeah, well, um, she lives in, in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. So it's, like, New York City, you know. Yeah, so it's more of, like, where she lives, the publishing company, if she wants to live there is... Yeah, I think so. People. Yeah, I think so. So it's just... Go to fucking Penguin. What are you doing? <laughs> so it's just her life, like living this kind of double life. She's got this daughter and she's got, you know, friends from when she lived in the suburbs when she was 40. Now she's got this new life as a 26-year-old and she gets this, like, 
young hot tattoo artist boyfriend and and where's her daughter in all this well her daughter for the whole first season is away like in india and she's come in for season two now right so but now has to like now pretend that she's not doing this or does she just tell her daughter what she's doing her daughter knows now and her boyfriend knows as well but like her friends at work don't know so people are slowly starting to find out okay so now she's gonna have a fight with her daughter or break up with her boyfriend and then it has to, like, not get out. <laughs> it sounds really lame, but it's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you think it, it, if you watched it, you'd be like, this is so lame. It's but it's not, definitely for women. Yeah, it's not. Well, I would say it's for women, but it's not for me. It's definitely no, not for me. So It's definitely more of a. Like, I'm, just ma- I'm just poking fun. I'm not making judgments. Yeah. And it's another, you know, very, like, woman-centric TV show, which I obviously love. You're all over it. All the main characters are women, and the men are very much secondary. You don't really get a lot of them. So it passes that test thing. Oh, yeah. There's constantly women, just, you know, two or three women in a scene with no dudes not talking about men. What's the thing called again? I always forget it. Uh, I don't know. We've forgotten it before on this test. Oh, yeah. It's really bad. Anyway, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. It passes. <laughs> no, it's cool. I'd recommend it. Like, if you're a young woman... Or even not a young woman. I think it would appeal to a lot of ages. Well, it's about a woman in her 40s. Yeah, so maybe like 18 to 35 would enjoy this show. Well, yeah, it seems like it's millennials can make fun of millennials and then old people can make fun of millennials. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone make fun of us because we're millennials, apparently. Well, yeah, we are. It doesn't really mean anything. No, but there's like this whole negative connotation about millennials. Well, I told you I saw a magazine at work and they've like had it there for ages and it's like how to hire and train millennials. And then there's all these pictures of like cartoon hipsters on the front of it. And I'm just like, we just talk to them like they're people because they probably wouldn't be here if they weren't able to do the job. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I understand what the whole thing. Obviously, there's going to be lazy people in all generations but there's negative connotations about every generation when exactly they're, when they're the newest one exactly i mean we have negative connotations about older generations because we think they're bigots or whatever when they fucked up everything yeah they <laughs> fucked up the economy and you know they're still racist and homophobic and shit and they suck on us. them apples bro <laughs> <Pretty true. laughs> real talk well these are the people who tell us that we're lazy and have to stop buying avocado toast when they bought houses for twenty thousand dollars back in the day yeah look i think for millennials we're doing pretty well for ourselves all right we're getting there we have jobs at least and somewhere to live somewhere to put the cats (laughs) no okay (laughs) and that's the end of kate's corner i'm so happy you're doing your own corner now (laughs) you know i've made you a sound no, I know. I, I heard it on the last podcast. I listened to our podcast. Yeah, I know. But did you enjoy your Kate's Corner sound? Yeah. Was it... Bling! So you didn't listen to the podcast. No, I didn't. I just can't remember. <laughs> no, it's like chimes and the Pokemon Center healing sound at the same time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time, can you do the um, Toad Gets a Star? So Mario Gets a Star, you mean? I can, I can change to that, maybe. Okay. You don't like my Kate's Corner sound? Just put very you. all of them. Put it over the top? All of them, mash them together and just put We'll just add every week, we'll add a thing to Kate's Corner. <laughs> add a sound. <laughs> At the end, it's just like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Kate's gonna <laughs> stop doing such loud noises. What do you mean? When I listen to the podcast, sometimes like you'll like yell into the thing, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> but I'm the in... but the the volume's equalized over the whole thing, so it's not going to be that much louder. Yeah. What would make a difference is if you would talk into the microphone for the whole podcast. <laughs> I am talking into the microphone. I'm doing really well this time. I'm, I'm really making an effort. Good job. I can see you doing it. You're I actually kind of think I want to put like a book underneath it or something so I don't have to lean down so much. Maybe we should get better stands for it so you don't have to like be Like an down adjustable so stand. Yeah, just like something that'll be in your face and you can sit back. Well, I think that would be better. We'll get some of those professional overhang sets, like a boom arm. Yeah. Well, I've seen, because follow, we follow a lot of other podcasts on Instagram, right? Yeah. I look at some of the other setups that they've got. Mm. They're fucking incredible. They've yeah. got, like, the full boom mics with, like, you know, the mesh things, like, pop yeah, recording artists and stuff. Yeah, but it's what they... They probably get paid. Yeah, yeah. They're probably, <laughs> like, sponsored podcasters and stuff, so... Yeah, so if you want to hear a better quality podcast, maybe think about sponsoring Pilot Era. <laughs> no, we're not doing that yet. <laughs> yeah, because nobody's offered. <laughs> well, we're actually putting in money now. Well, we have to put in for money. For advertising and stuff. We have to put in... Or, ten bucks. Yeah, $10, which I actually got for free from facebook yeah that's right they were like here have ten dollars to advertise your podcast and i was like all right yeah fucking a we've gotten um almost 900 views from that ad it's pretty good but a view is just like someone scrolls someone scroll past it (laughs) (laughs) but we've had leaps of like like we've had like 40 likes and like 11 shares or something and some crazy shit yeah it's not doing too bad so hopefully that translates to listens and new subscribers. We're getting there, guys. And it's all thanks to you. Thank you. You're the best. Let's move on to some movies. Why not? We finally watched Guardians of the Galaxy 2. We are so behind on our Marvel movies. It's insane. I just don't care. We've talked about this. No, no, no. Come on. <laughs> We're going to cop shit for that. Well, like, I just don't. Like, I think that there's a big percentage of people who don't care. Even the people who care don't care. They're just doing it for completion. So, like, there'll be some people out there who fucking love them. But I just don't care enough because they spend, what, four, like $400 million per movie or whatever. And then you go and see it, you pay 20 bucks, and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't want my money back. And that's that's all they want. They just want you to be like, oh, yeah. And, like, they've poured all this money into them, but they're still just like, oh, um... Captain America fights a dude. Next movie! And then, like, <laughs> everybody just watches the movies for the 15 seconds at the end after the credits to tell you about another movie that's going to come out, which advertises 15 seconds of another movie that's going to come out. And this is what they've been doing since, like, they started the doing start this. The start of time. It yeah. feels like it's been happening since big book all times. It is fucking crazy. No, it was pretty funny. Like, once the movie ended, I turned it off. And you were like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And then there's literally, like, f- I think there was four after credit scenes yeah, for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. There was four. Insane. Yeah. But what did you think of the movie overall? I like Guardians because here's what I realized while I was watching it. Guardians is for kids. And I think if you think about it that way, it makes it a really good movie. Mm. They make, they're really quite good. Like, they're very colorful and, like, there's a lot going on. And there's good jokes in them from, like, both sides. And the way they sort of transition from, like, a big fight scene into, like, nothing. Well, like, at the start, when they're fighting a huge monster, but it's just Groot having a little dance. So cute. So, 
it's for kids and the jokes are for everyone. Yeah. And like some of the Marvel movies are not for kids and the jokes are not for anybody. <laughs> yeah. So Guardians is It's not is so serious. Good. Yeah. Guardians is quite good. There's always a comedic overtone for the whole thing. So I like Guardians. Who's your favorite? Well, Guardian. Mm. It's Chris Pratt, isn't it? Yeah, he's pretty great. I like um what's her face? Gamora? Is that her name? I never remember. The Green Woman. Thanos' child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I reckon she's pretty cool. Apparently she's got some good stuff in Infinity War. Yeah, because her dad's trying to kill them all. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff around her and her family, so. No weird robots and stuff. Yeah. I kind of want to watch Infinity War. Well, you only have to watch, what, 60 other movies before you can watch it? I know. Well, I listened to the bros. Their podcast is called Headcanon. I've spoken about it before on the podcast, I think. A lot. Yeah. They did one on Infinity War. And I often do this where I listen to podcasts about movies and TV shows before I've even watched them. And so I know what the whole plot of the movie is anyway. Well, that's all right. Yeah, well, if it's a movie that I really want to watch, then I won't listen. But with this, I was like, oh, I'm interested to hear what they think. But I also don't care if I find out what the plot is. Because I know the ending of the movie. And apparently that's like a huge like... "Ah." I don't know the ending of the movie. Yeah, well, I won't tell you, but... I don't know if I care that much. (laughs) <laughs> but I've learnt some of the bigger parts of the movie just by memes. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Cause that's like the what... whole fading away thing. All the memes is yeah. like, yeah. Everybody just fades. Pixelating. <laughs> Fucking what? I, yeah, I think that's Thanos that does that, right? He destroys people. Well, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I think we should go see Infinity War. But, yeah, I haven't watched any of the Thor movies. Not even the first one. No. So when I was listening to their podcast where they're talking about Infinity War. I was like, oh, I understand this bit that they're talking about. And then they talk about a different character and I'm like, I don't know their story at all. Yeah. Like I know who the character, like I know who all the Marvel characters are, right, pretty much. Yeah. But I don't know a lot of their stories because I haven't watched the fucking movies. So I'm worried that if we go watch it, I'm just not going to know what's happening. It's kind of weird because someone told me that they fell asleep in the movie. (laughs) And they fell asleep because... It would be like, here are some characters, and then there'd be like a bit of conversation, and then they'd like go into a fight, or like be leaving to go somewhere, or like going to a fight, or whatever. Mm. So they'd meet and have a bit of a chat, and then their interaction like gets to a point, and then it just stops, and then it changes, and then they do that again, <laughs> and they do that like 20 something times until everybody ends up in the same spot. Mm. And she's like, I fell asleep. I didn't, I didn't care. I didn't know most of them didn't understand their interactions anyway and then every time it gets to like a good part it just swaps to another set of interactions well apparently there's like i don't even know how many characters like 50 or something in this movie like 50 main characters (laughs) because it's everyone 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 in one movie yeah but you know who was missing from it fucking paul rudd yeah what's airman gonna do well they mention him in the movie apparently yeah him and hawkeye yeah, yeah. They're under house arrest or something, so they can't be in the movie. Well, they're just, like, people. Yeah. Like, even in the universe, they're just people. Yeah, exactly. They're human, right? So Was, like, Black Widow in there? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Black Widow's in it. So that's a bit weird. Maybe Paul Rudd's busy. Yeah, I think maybe they just couldn't do a movie or something. Yeah. So they had to just be like, oh, yeah, those guys are on house arrest. And that was it. That's all they, they got. They got yeah, one mention. It's weird, because, like, Hawkeye is just a guy who is deaf. But 
can shoot arrows real quick. I thought he was dating Black Widow. Is that not a thing? I don't think so. Oh, maybe that's just my fanfic. Maybe maybe it is just your fanfic. (laughs) And then Paul Rudd is, again, just a guy who shrinks and grows. That new movie is coming out this year, I think, Ant-Man 2. Is it this year or next year? I have no idea. I haven't looked at the timeline for a very long time. Oh, speaking of timelines, I saw, I don't know if this was real, but I saw a picture of like the Disney movie timeline. Yeah. They're remaking everything. Yeah, yeah, because they've got all the rights and stuff to them now. And they yeah. finally bought Star Wars and poured all the money into that. And now they they've can make got sequels. Money to spend. They can make sequels of everything. They're yeah. remaking Aladdin. Why? I don't know. This is what I just saw. I, I, want, I wish I could find it right now. I don't even know if it was real. It could have been a fake thing. Yeah. But they had like Toy Story 4 on there, Aladdin, the remaking The Lion King. Oh, we already knew them remaking The Lion King. Yeah. But yeah, it was just weird. I was like, they're literally remaking everything. Well, they've got all these classics, so why? So they remade Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I guess they're just going to do everything live action. Well, they did The Jungle Book. Yeah. So they're, they're doing it in the same order. That's true. Why? You know what I am quite excited for? Speaking of kids' movies, this isn't Disney. This is Pixar. Incredibles. Incredibles 2? Yeah. Of course. Aren't you? I've seen the trailer. They put, like, a, the animation quality's gone up, like, a bajillion percent, oh my God. apparently. Yeah, I saw that meme where it's, like... It zooms in on his of T-shirt. The jumper. And it's yeah, like, and yeah. It's, you can see all, like, the bubbles and the fibers in the jumper. Yeah. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> That's why it took them eight years to make it. Yeah. <laughs> Insane what they can do these days. I laugh at the story's terrible. I'm like, well, this effort in. I can't see it being that bad. The nah. characters are so solid. You can't go wrong. That's true, yeah. But they're all older now. Like, they've made them quite noticeably older. So the baby's not a baby anymore? I don't think the baby's a baby. I, I haven't seen the, the trailer. The baby's like a toddler. So it's not eight years in the future. It's like a couple of years or something. I don't know how many years it is. But, like, I think Dash is going to high school and... Violet's like, is it Violet? I think her name's Violet, yeah. Yeah, and she's like fucking old. Who's cooler, Violet? <laughs> she's fucking old. <laughs> so. She was cool. I like idolized her when I was a kid. Of course you did. <laughs> Some emo kid. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for that. We, we're going to the cinema to watch that. Yeah, why not? No qualms. What else are we going to go to the cinema to watch? Combining those two ideas together. So we saw the, the trailer for Venom the other day. Yep. So when I saw the trailer, I thought, yeah, this looks sick. But then I kind of did a bit of reading and listened to some podcasts. No one's excited. Yeah, I know. It's weird, isn't it? Everyone thinks it looks like shit. No one understands why they're making this movie. So I don't know. I've kind of kind of changed my mind a little bit. <laughs> really? I don't know. I still want to watch it because I really like Venom as a character. I reckon he's really cool. My thing is that I think they've got an opportunity to make – Venom good instead of Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Mate, don't even talk to me about that. That was one of my favourite movies. Spider-Man 3. <laughs> Topher it's Grace so, as Venom. It's so dumb, that movie. It's so shit. Um, With, like, emo Spider-Man. Yeah. How he just goes all weird. <laughs> and he just, like, weird walk down the street and he thinks he's the best shit and everyone's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? I actually love that movie so much. That's a very controversial thing to say. But you love it because it's terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's too terrible to love. But I do like... I like Topher Grace's Venom in that movie. 
I do. You like Topher Grace as Venom. I like Topher Grace as the character before Venom that he plays. Oh, okay. But, like, yeah. I can never remember his fucking name. But I don't know if this is about him. This is someone else, I think. No, Topher Grace isn't in this movie. No, no, no. I mean, like... Oh, about that yeah. particular... I don't know if it's about that guy. Well, because what happens in that movie, he comes across a sample of yeah, like, the he, black stuff, he right? He breaks then... into a lab and gets, like, attacked by it or something. Yeah. And then... It saves him. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do with this one. It seems like he's way more villainous. Yeah. But the thing is that he's supposed to be like, Venom is powered by anger. Yeah. So the person who's able to control it is because he's angrier than like an alien virus that is anger, like pure anger. Mm. So the only person who can control it is like the guy that Tova Grace plays. can never remember his fucking name. He's got a stupid name. And he can only control it because he's the angriest fucking human in existence. So he's able to, like, save... When he becomes, like, anti-hero, it's because he's so fucking angry all the time that he can do it. He's got, like, seething rage for everything, and then he can just, like, pour it into that. And this one's, like, the dude's afraid. <laughs> so it seems really strange. I just really like the look of the character. It looks really good. I thought it looked really sick. 6.2 Spider-Man 3. Bad movie. Um, Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. That's the yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, I want to watch this movie. Fucking James Franco. So you want to watch Spider-Man 3 again now? <laughs> oh my god, it's so controversial that I love Spider-Man 3. Mate, what a loose unit. Yeah, I'm, prov- I'm, I'm going to watch Venom for sure. He's the guy playing Venom now. Oh, it's Tom Hardy. Of course. Yeah, it's Tom Hardy. He's like the new fucking Everybody. poster child, yeah. Hmm. And Michelle Williams is like the main woman. Well, they had to give him a superhero as soon as possible before he went somewhere else. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think everyone's like, why did he take Venom? He should just hold out for something better than Venom. Like what? I don't know. But, you know, you only get one shot at being a superhero unless you're um, Ryan Reynolds. Or Ben Affleck. Batman and... Daredevil. Oh, Daredevil, of course. Yeah, I guess you just have to have at least, you know, eight years or something in between. Yeah. Oh, now I've lost my list. Oh, shit. We just wanted to talk about another trailer. Do you remember what it was? Oh, Full Metal Alchemist, what we just watched before. <laughs> so they made a live-action movie of Full Metal Alchemist. It looks like it's going to be the entire series in two hours and 15 minutes. I'll give a little description about what it is. What Full Metal Alchemist is? Hmm. Some people wouldn't know. Oh my god, really? Okay, Full Metal Alchemist is one of the best fucking shit. <laughs> so, it's an anime about these two brothers, and they live in a world where there's a thing called alchemy, which is like a form of science where you can, if you understand like the makeup of stuff, you can break it down and put it back together with like the energy from your body to like make other shit. So... They, like, are super geniuses, and they learn about this when they're eight, and then their mum dies, and they try to use it to bring her back to life, and because they have fuck to have, it like, up. they, well, they don't fuck it up, you have to have, like, what's called equivalent exchange, so it has to be 100%, like, the same for you to do this, so it takes, like, one of them's whole body, and one of their, like, legs and arms, <laughs> so the one whose leg and arm is taken, like, puts the soul of his brother into a suit of armour, and then... He gets, like, a robotic arm and leg to replace him. 
and then they're just like it's just about them trying to get their bodies back to normal. Yeah. And it's awesome. Like it's fucking the best show. <laughs> yeah, you got got me to watch a fair bit of the first season of it. Well, they made it it's not that it's got one season, they made it two times. So they made it once. And that's just Full Metal Alchemist, the first one, which is the the one that I believe is the real one. And then they made <laughs> What a wanker. Well, yeah, well fuck you. <laughs> and then they made um what's called Brotherhood, which is like the second version. Because the first version says that like they're in a separate universe to ours and that the energy that comes from our universe is what fuels the alchemy in that universe. So like at the very, spoiler town, at the very (laughs) end, Ed, the older brother, to get his brother's body back, he sacrifices his whole body and he ends up getting put through what's called the gate that sends him back to this universe, like the real universe. And then he just lives there and he becomes a rocket engineer. Instead, because, like, he can't do that. And then there's a movie about how, like, Alphonse tries to get him, like, back to their side of the of the gate and, like, all sorts of shit. And Brotherhood isn't about that. Brotherhood is just, like, start to finish. Like, there's evil people. We want to fuck them up. So is it all in our world, the Brotherhood one? No, the Brotherhood one's all in that oh, world okay. where that exists. But they got, like, the same people to do the voices for the whole thing. And That's it's so like, weird. It's written, like, it's this, basically the same. It's written, like, amazingly. It's a lot brighter. And what it does is it covers, like, a bunch of the original up to, like, the mentions of the other universe. Two, three times as fast. But it has, like, I guess, like, a third extra number of episodes. So it rushes through, like, the whole series really quick. And then it only changes, like, a few things, and then the whole end is, like, different. Okay. Well, I think that's what you were worried about this movie because when we watched the trailer, it really looked like they were trying to squeeze the entire anime into a movie. It does seem like that, but they have, in the trailer, they have the gate, so I assume it's the first version. Okay. And then they have to try to cram, like, the whole thing, and it's going to be a lot. Well, it's two hours and 15 minutes, which is quite long from, you know, an anime movie. Yeah, but the anime is, like... 100 and yeah. something <laughs> episodes. Well, I thought it looked like they spent a bit of money on it. The special effects looked all right. I'm sure it'll be good to watch. Get They're not going to get all the nuances of like the show in there. And they're going to skip over a lot of like the emotion that comes along with it. Because mm, like sure. they just have to, to get there. So a lot of the stuff when you watch the show is like hard hitting, like full impact shit that happens. And you're just like, oh, that's not going to happen yet. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be people that you care about way less. But I think we can safely say that it would be better than Death Note. It might be better than Death Note. <laughs> it's definitely going to be better than Death Note because at least this is actually a Japanese film. That's true, yeah. So this will be subtitles. We have to watch it with subtitles. We'll see how bad it is. If it's really bad, maybe you can look forward to an episode of Pilot <laughs> Era where we rip it apart. <laughs> oh, we'll definitely talk about it on the next episode. Yeah, because we'll definitely watch it before yeah. then, hopefully. Move on to a bit of music news. Why There's not? a couple of things here. Very excited to find out last week that pendulum are touring. It's drum and bass. What you gonna do? And they're touring Melbourne. Mm. So we'll actually be able to see them this time. Last time they came, for some reason, they just did like a random show in Perth. Yeah. Maybe they were just there 
for something else and they just thought, fuck it, we'll play a gig. But apparently uh, drum bass is massive. Oh, in yeah, still. it's way bigger in Perth. So maybe they just came for like a festival or yeah, maybe something. Yeah. Just to hang out with people or something. Yeah, this is the first time they've been to Melbourne, I think I read in eight years, which is huge. Were they all coming? All nine of them or whatever? Well, I read that it is a no-holds-barred pendulum show, live show. So it's not just, you know, a couple of them doing a DJ set. It's like full pendulum. They'll be playing instruments. It'll be actually pendulum. Fuck yeah. (laughs) So it's going to be great. They'll actually be playing drum and bass live. Nice. Yeah. Super excited. I was paranoid we weren't going to get tickets. So you, Amy, and I ended up getting pre-sale tickets because I got a code from Frontier Touring. And then I was glad we did because the next day the general tickets went on sale and they sold out like straight away. Yeah. Which isn't surprising because they haven't been for so long. There's still people out there that are, you know, huge Pendulum fans. Like you and me? Yeah. It's all going to be like old people, you know. (laughs) Old. Well, it's all going to be people like in their late 20s, in in their 30s, I reckon. Yeah. Because kids don't really dig that, that stuff anymore. Oh, no. What is it? SoundCloud rap and... Head up, hut, hut, hut. Yeah, and swimmy indie. And that's. <laughs> well, what kind of electronic music do they listen to now? It was mostly like rap based. Why are you asking me? I don't know. Mate, you are. <laughs> you are barking up the wrong tree here. Oh, I know. I feel so old because I just don't understand what people listen to anymore. If you know what people listen to, drop us a line. Let yeah. us know. I just keep finding out about these new people like Cardi B. I just found out who she was the other day. I don't know who she is, but I see her mentioned. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't even... I don't even. You don't even? No. Sounds good. So I'm really excited for that. That's going to be sick. I think we've got to wait until maybe June. I think it's the end of June. That's all right. Oh, it's at Forum, I think. So that's pretty cool. It's a good venue. Sweet. It'll be better than when we saw Knife Party at Future. Oh, it was sad. It was so sad. They played very much to the crowd. They didn't even really play their own songs. They played their most restrained tracks, I think. Yeah. No, this is going to go off. Yay! Just thinking about it, I'm just getting excited. That's good. Uh, the other bit of music news I've got written down here is that DGD brought out another new song off their upcoming record. It's coming, guys. It's coming. Yep, June 8th. I'm pretty sure I said that on the last podcast. Woo! But it's worth mentioning again. I'm pumped. So this new song they brought out is called Son of Robots. It's not as good as the last one, but it's still pretty fucking good. I fucking like it. Mate, you're um, always going to like it. <laughs> No. I feel like the B-side instrumental silence track that they probably released somewhere. Shut up. I feel like this is the fucking best silence ever. Most clear, crisp recorded silence I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> no music video as of yet. Um, well, I don't know. Song. Don't you call it a music video when it's a black and white picture with colours flooding over it? Oh, there's kind of like a little drawing thing. Yeah. It's just the artwork from the album. Yeah, but they released that with the album. Yeah, so it's like this tree with all these characters in it. Yeah, they climb up the tree and then end up in pods on the branches or yeah. something. Of course, it's going to be something fucking weird like that. 
No, I like the song. Um, I've just noticed that Tillian's voice sounds a bit different on his last two songs. Well, he's putting rasp on it. I don't yeah. know why you're so No, but, I'm, won- but I'm wondering if he's doing that purposely or if that's just like how his voice is now because it's a little bit damaged or something. Because you can hear it. You can hear the rasp. And I felt like he was getting more help with the high notes with auto-tune. It just sounds a lot more like produced. Maybe it's just more produced because it is more produced because they're more popular. Got more money. Yeah. I mean, I'm never, you know, I'm never going to say like, oh, they've changed. No more like me anymore. I mean, they haven't. No, they haven't. They haven't. It's still fucking crazy and weird. It's like this song starts off with just like this really relaxed, just like. I can't remember the tune, but. And then like John Mess just comes in and he's just like. Smoking that chicken he took out of the coop again. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. God, those, the lyrics are so weird. If you want to have a bit of a laugh, just look up the lyrics of any DGD song <laughs> like maybe look up Midnight Crusade and just read like the last verse and you'll just be like what the fuck is this yeah it's pretty funny maybe we'll post it on Instagram because it's pretty funny I think it is yeah it's good <laughs> made me laugh man I, t- I had it took me a good six minutes to read it and it's like not <laughs> it's not that much yeah you're like maybe I missed something this doesn't yeah. make sense maybe I need to reread it and you're like no it just doesn't make sense shall we jump in to our main event the main event. So, we're doing the pilot for the new Netflix original, question mark? Oh, yeah. Question mark Netflix original? Happy! Well, it was super weird because at the start it goes, a Netflix original, and then in the kind of later credits it says sci-fi original, which is a, a channel in the US. Yeah, sci-fi channel. So it was just like, what? So maybe it's a collab. Netflix feet sci-fi. But... Then shouldn't it be called both? They shouldn't both try to hide their own, like, <laughs> thing that yeah. says that they made it in there? I'm not sure. And I don't really understand why this would be a sci-fi show anyway. No. Sci-fi channel. Because it's not science fiction. No. Is it? N- not really. It's like a crime drama with just heaps of violence and a fucking horse. Fucking horse. <laughs> Man, it's a unicorn. Oh, yeah, it is a unicorn. All right, let's look up the IMDb. But what were your, what's your opening statement? I really liked it, but I think that's because... I think we're actually going to have conflicting views in this episode. Are you ready for it, guys? Fuck, let's wrap in. <laughs> uh, I really liked it because I am a big fan of graphic novels. Dirty, gross graphic novels like um, Frank Miller and shit. Like, rough. Constantine. Yeah, I love Hellblazer. Like, rough shit. And a lot of stuff they make from graphic novels doesn't usually come across the same sort of way as they do in the graphic novels. But I think that here they've done it really well. If you didn't tell me it was a graphic novel and I watched it, I probably could guess that it used to be. Yeah, sure. And it does a lot of the stuff that graphic novels yeah, I can feel that. tend to do. But because of that, I really enjoyed it because I really like graphic novels. Yeah. There's a lot of like gratuitous violence and blood and gore because it's uh it's supposed to be contrasting because... but in like a comedic way which is weird yeah because i know it's... that's very graphic novelly. yeah it is because it's supposed to be contrasting because you've got a gritty hitman ex-cop who kills people in the mafia and can't actually be killed for some reason who is seeing an imaginary blue flying unicorn <laughs> who's trying to get him to save like his daughter 
and the unicorn is voiced by who? Uh, Patton, <laughs> Patton Oswalt. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking joking me? So it's got to be good. If it was just like, if it wasn't gratuitously gory, it wouldn't be anything. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's just supposed to be juxtaposing that with imaginary blue. Yeah, I understand why they've done it like that. Um, Should we read a bit of a a summary? You want me to do it? Nick Sachs awakes on a hospital gurney. He's a hitman, used to be a cop. It's all part of the job. What's troubling Sachs isn't his serious injury. It's a seriously perky blue flying horse. See, they call him a horse. But he's a unicorn. He's He's got a horn. A horn. He calls himself a horse, actually, I think. The horse claims it is the imaginary friend of someone in serious trouble. The unicorn's name? Happy, of course. Adapted from a Grant Morrison story. Wow, that was really bad. So, that description <laughs> is wrong because he the show doesn't start with him waking up on a hospital gurney. It starts with him coughing up blood in a urinal in a bar where they only give him plastic cups because he's obviously broken so many glasses that they can't let him in there anymore. There's another summary here, which is very short and sweet. Is it better? Mm. An injured hit, an injured hitman befriends his kidnapped daughter's imaginary friend, a perky blue flying unicorn. At least they call it the right fucking animal. Yeah, that's right. Animal. Animal. <laughs> like a unicorn is real. Unicorns are real. What are you talking about? It's got an 8.4 out of 10 on IMDb out of 8,400 reviews. I think 8.4 is pretty good. We've yeah, only... you're telling me. That seems way better than... Mate, calm down. <laughs> we have only watched the pilot. It might do something sick, but I just think it read really well as what it was supposed to be. The main character is Christopher Maloney, who you may know from such things as... Well, what, Law and Order SVU. Um, he also plays the crazy chef in White Hot American Summer. He is a fucking genius pick for this. <laughs> Because he plays a crazy person so well. And he's like built out a little bit for this. So he literally looks like one of those people in a graphic novel who just can't die. Yeah, yeah. The amount of shit he goes through in this episode, he just like doesn't die. He gets like shot and he has like two heart attacks. Yeah. He gets in a car accident. Well, that's at the end of the episode. So we don't know if he survives that. But obviously he does because it's his show and it's the end of (laughs) episode one. One. (laughs) But yeah, I guess... The main plot is, yeah, his daughter, who obviously doesn't see, he's like an absent father to yeah. this girl, gets kidnapped by this weird pedophile Santa. Yeah. He's got all these kids in boxes. Well, you don't know if there's more kids in boxes. There's just, she's in a box and there's lots of boxes. Yeah, it seems like. But you see, like, missing posters of other kids yeah, true. in the street and stuff. So I think he's like a serial, like, kidnapper. Yeah. She's got this imaginary friend who's a unicorn. And the unicorn goes and finds him to help save her. Yeah. And there's this other plot line about the mafia. Yeah, they have some, like, password to get some document that's got something and they don't tell you what it is. I was a bit confused by that whole plot line. I didn't really know what was happening. I was just distracted by the Lex Barkley unicorn. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, more unicorn. <laughs> Unicorn is the lamest part. Oh, he's cute. I was like, do you think he's cute? And you're like, no. Because he's not. And he's so over the top as well. He's like an anti-swearing, anti-violence, like blue unicorn for children. (laughs) 
in this gory, disgusting show. <laughs> he reminded me of like Donkey from Shrek. It's kind of like Do that. Do you see yeah. that? Yeah. Just like really optimistic and happy and crazy. Yeah. So cute. I found it quite disturbing, actually. The show? Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, I, I don't enjoy, obviously, crimes involving children. Yeah. And basically you see this girl, like, this little girl get kidnapped by this weird Santa. He's, like, taking a piss in the street. Yeah. And then he just turns to her this, like, crazy look on his face and just, like, opens his coat. It's full of doll's heads and shit. Yeah. <sighs> and then he, like, nails her into a box and puts little air holes in it. Yeah. It's like, oh. And she's, like, calling for her imaginary friend. She's like, happy. Yeah. Happy. What's the bet the fucking horse doesn't remember where he came from? Well, I hope not. He's got to go save her. Yeah, but you won't remember because it's a fucking dopey-ass character. Oh. I never remember, bro. Yeah, it was disturbing. The way that it opened kind of set the tone. He, like, imagines himself shooting himself in the head. Yeah, and then it becomes a dance scene for some reason in a <laughs> disco. And he um, dabs multiple times. <laughs> yeah, and there's just blood coming out of his head. That looked very graphic novelly. Yeah. They're just, like, bright red liquid blood just like coming out yeah so weird i really liked it <laughs> thought it was good i guess we're gonna have to keep watching it's only we looked and it's only eight episodes we'll definitely finish it so it's only eight, episodes. eight episodes 45 minutes it's not too long you could do the math if you like nah <laughs> i want to keep watching it if you don't want to then i'll watch it by myself but i think it'd be good I just like those kind of characters when they create them for graphic novels. Just this real built and can't die kind of guy. Just like when he gets shot and he's talking to that girl and he's and she's like, you've been shot. And he's like, oh. and he's like yeah, but it's the heart attack that is concerning me. Yeah. <laughs> and he just pours fucking nitro caps into his mouth and looks out the window. This guy's jumped out the window and he sees he's alive. He's like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then <laughs> the tablets just flying everywhere, like falling out of his mouth. Yeah, how many it's did he take? Fucking... He took like 20 of them. Yeah, classic Marv from Sin City type he just situation. just him out. He's so funny. And he's just like in the ambulance and they're like trying to bring him back to life by defibrillating him. But it doesn't work and he just wakes up. <laughs> and he just threatens him with a gun. He's like, yeah. morphine, yeah. 20 cc's. So they just inject him. And he's like, nitroglycerin, and yeah. opens his mouth, he's like, ah, and they yeah. just, like, throw pills in his mouth. Yeah. Because they're just being threatened with this gun. Oh, and he also, like, stabs one of the um, paramedics with um, adrenaline, adrenaline. Yeah, and, and he's, like, losing his shit. He's yeah. like, ah! Yeah, and he opens, like, the back of the ambulance <laughs> and, like, hangs, hangs out the out. back. He's like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty funny. There's some good, good moments, and I did laugh. I actually laughed a fair bit. Yeah. But it, it was quite a lot. It was very over the top. But it's a bit very too over the top for me, I think. I, if you don't want to watch it, I'll watch it by myself. No, That's, I'll watch it. But... It's very graphic novelly, like in the part where he's going to get tortured, and the guy has a saw, and he's just like, "I'm going to cut your penis into very thin slices like salami," <laughs> and then he just he's just like, "Oh, that's going to take a very long time." Turns to one of the henchmen, he's like, "You know what I mean?" And just like gives <laughs> so graphic novelly, and then the so way he funny. gets out of it when he realizes that the fucking horse isn't going to help him. So he, like, shoves his wrist in the way of the saw so it cuts it. And then he uses the blood from his wrist to blind the guy (laughs) so he can cut the strap with the saw Mm. and then kill everybody else. Some fucking crazy shit. There was some really interesting stuff in there. And, like, I feel like my feelings about it went up and down. Yeah. 
all the time. I was like, oh, this is really funny. This is pretty clever. But then I'd be like, oh, I don't know about this bit. Yeah. It just kind of chucked me around. Not saying you don't understand, but if you, you understood more the flow of how they're trying to do it. Yeah. And how they're trying to keep it clean and keep it the same feeling as if you were reading the book. I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. No, I can totally understand But I can see how if you don't, then it's just sort of like choppy and all over the place. And everybody talks too fast and they're way too like quippy all the time for stuff that's happening. Mm. And like, like, and the, what about the bit where he shoots the lobster? <laughs> so the guy dressed like a lobster and he shoots him. And then the rest of the scene is just the sound of that air coming out of a balloon while his lobster suit deflates for just ages. Yeah. So good. It's just so weird, but I was, I was it's perfect. I've seen a, a review here that kind of sums up. Your feelings? Well, just kind of what we're talking about. Yeah. This person's giving it a 7 out of 10. They said, it's a comic book story. Judge it for what it is. And they're saying, like, why are you giving it a poor rating? Like, because of the acting or story. It's not trying to be an Oscar-winning show. It's a comic book story, and it's supposed to be weird and fantastical. Just read one of the volumes, and you'll understand, like, how chaotic the novel is. So, yeah, it's like it's capturing the madness of the the graphic novel pretty well. Yeah. So it's like you got to judge it for that and not just, like, purely as a television show. Yeah. So, yeah, like, everyone's backing up what you're saying on here. All of these ratings are actually really good. I just think people who understand what they're going for will really like it. Yeah, yeah, you've got to be a certain kind of person. Who aren't quite there and be like, oh, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I'd say if you like Sin City, you'd like this. Yeah, it's I know not, what you mean. It's not that as rough as Sin City is. <laughs> Sin City is fucking rough. <laughs> but it's the same sort of a vibe. But Sin City's like, we follow these people and this one has like, like you said, the dual storylines where it's like you see parts of the mob and like parts of this and parts of that. Yeah, there's a few things going on. Yeah. Do you All want right. to do some ratings then? Why not? So what would you give the characters out of 10? I love the characters, but I know, <laughs> but I'm aware of what they're all supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that they're not like bastardizations of these characters is like really good. I really like it. So I'd say like a nine. I'm I just don't... Think who the who the characters are we even really saw like i don't like happy you see happy you see the main guy you see the cop woman yeah the little girl the santa there's not really that many main characters oh there's that kind of that villain who he leaves alive yeah the surgeon guy guy who was gonna cut his dick off (laughs) and there's like a the girl's mum. like there's not heaps but i think they're all like what they're supposed to be and they're all done like you remember when the mum is in the police station and she's like giving oh, her statement. Oh, God, so painful. And the guy can't remember like any of the details. And he like, can't even remember the girl's name. Yeah, he's like, don't and worry, he... we'll find Ashley. And she's yeah. like, Haley. Yeah. And then he gives her like a grief counselor's card. Like, that killed me. It's fucked up. But that's what it would be like <laughs> in the story. And in this like imaginary city that they will be created for this thing or imaginary version of whatever city they're in is created for this thing. It'll be like that. It'll yeah, like, like the that. justice system's a bit fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd probably say 8 out of 10. I enjoy the characters, yeah. Just happy's a bit hard to swallow. <laughs> I thought he was cute, but yeah, kind of annoying. Mm. But I guess that's what he's supposed to be like. Do you think if they got a different actor to play the voice, it would have been better? Or do you think it would have no. been worse? I was thinking it'd be the same. It'd be the same? Yeah. 
I was trying to think of someone to be good. But all I can think of is... Um, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> no, that'd be terrible. I just keep imagining Eddie Murphy as it because he reminds me so much of Donkey. No, but I just keep thinking of my favourite voice actors and none of them would work. Like if John Cummings did it, like the guy who plays... Um, he does a lot of stuff, but he's like the head guard in like Aladdin and that's like his main voice. The one that I really like is he was the voice of the evil mask in Splatterhouse. Oh, and okay. like, he just has this sick <laughs> shit that he does. But it wouldn't work because it's not like the kind of character we're going for. What about Archer? What's his name? Oh, uh, H. John Benjamin. Yeah. That would be fucking hilarious. I would watch that in a heartbeat. But he's done a lot of shit though. I feel a... like they can't really give him that many more voices to do. No, but his <laughs> voice is more about like he's supposed to be the one who's aware of what's happening. Mm. And... He just makes comments about stuff that's happening around him. So, like, Bob in Bob's Burgers is just sort of, like, the only one who with any common sense, but he yeah. gets roped into shit. And Archer's, like, he's a bit dumb, but he's very, like, quick off the draw, and he, like, knows what's... He does... He's aware of what's happening. He just, like, is a person who's in a situation where, like, he can't really lose. So is he Bojack he Horseman as well? No. Uh, Will Arnett is Bojack oh, Horseman. Oh, Will Arnett, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and he was. Um, that in, could be interesting. That would be really weird. And then uh, John, John Benjamin was in White Hot American Summer. He plays yes. the counselor and then a can of soup. And then he probably auditioned. Yeah, he, if that guy auditioned for this <laughs> show, like he probably auditioned as well. <laughs> I would have. That would have been an incredible show, but it wouldn't have made as much sense. No. So, yeah, and then yeah, I think the other thing is he was the devil in Lucy, Daughter of the Devil, which is like a super. Niche. Yeah, niche little <laughs> animation. All right, so we've talked about characters. Mm. Um, you want to talk about like the overall like direction and look of well, the show? As you said, very graphic novel. It's very graphic novel, and it looks like it's supposed to look, and it doesn't like pull you out of it as much as some. So it does compartmentalize like certain shots that would be like they would definitely drag shots directly from the graphic novel. But then they move through that environment because it's a TV show. Yeah. So, like, it would make sense which parts are graphic novel and which parts aren't. But not so much that it's off-putting. I like the part where you see where that bad Santa is keeping the kids Yeah. in all those boxes. And you see, like, Happy's point of view. Yeah. And it kind of just, like swooshes because he flies right yeah because he flies so it kind of like goes through the scenery in like a different way and the mm. way that the camera like moves is really cool it actually feels like you're kind of floating with a unicorn horse <laughs> just what everybody wants I just thought it was interesting and they are having to do like a lot of weird shots to kind of accommodate that character yeah because he's kind of moving around a bit crazy and like the camera kind of has to swing around a lot but he flies out of frame a lot as well because yeah. it's supposed to be through, like, that guy's eyes. So you can only yeah. see Happy through his eyes. Yeah. And you only ever really do. As a, Yeah, that it, scene as I was him, talking about, yeah. It's always through that guy's eyes. You don't see him, like, doing other shit. Or he's never really in the frame unless he's being seen by that guy or from that guy's point of view. So it's, like, it's really well done. But then they swap in and out and he's, like, talking to this horse and everyone's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> And they were just like, yeah, he's just losing it, it's fine. I quite liked how it looked and how it was done. It was, like, pretty unsettling and creepy. I like that it was dark, but you could still see what's happening. 
Because a lot of these things, they're really dark. Yeah. And, like, to the point where you just can't tell. You're just like, oh, brightness on the TV, turn it up to fucking 100%. I was listening to the Bros again. We are talking about the Bros again. That was surprising. They were talking about The Fifth Wave. You know that movie with um, Chloe Moretz? It's taken from a book. It's one of those, like, Hunger Games-ish kind of things. Apparently, that movie... Most of it is just so dark, you can't see anything. And I don't understand how they can put movies out like that. What is this one about? It's about, like, aliens taking over the world. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do do sort of remember seeing an ad for that, yeah. Yeah. And And the the fifth wave is supposed to be, like, the next wave of invasion or something. I don't know. Even Chloe didn't make me want to see that movie. I don't know, because I actually love her, and I'm upset that she got put in this franchise because she could have... Been doing in something one of those. else that was good. Well, she could have been in one of those, you know, like big teen franchises. Yeah. But this one just kind of failed. Yeah. But yeah, apparently it's just dark as shit. You can't see. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I just don't understand how you can do that badly at your job. It just really depends what you're going for, but there's such thing as too dark. Yeah. It's like when we go to see movies at the driving <laughs> yeah we even when we saw finding dory which is like the finding brightest dory movie. was too dark but then you always have some fucking idiot at the drive-in when it gets too dark and they turn their headlights on yeah it's the worst people are so dumb <laughs> well we made the mistake of seeing doctor strange yeah that was a bad idea because well, i don't think if you watched it in the cinema it'd be too dark but obviously those kind of superhero movies there's a lot of dark scenes yeah and you just couldn't see what was happening. Yeah, dark scenes and intricate bits. Especially for Doctor Strange, so intricate, like the mm. world-changing shit that they do. I'd quite like to watch that movie again, to be honest. We can watch it on our new TV. We sure can. it's on Netflix. Yeah. I just feel like there's so much new stuff we have to watch before we start re-watching things. Whenever I listen to people talking about, like on podca- podcasts, I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen this movie about three times. It's like new movies. Yeah. Like the bros are like, oh yeah, we've seen Infinity War like three times. I'm like, where are you getting the time to watch going to the movies three times? Because they probably don't have jobs and shit. Well, they do, but I think they're kind of like freelance media or something. They're not like nine to five Monday to Friday jobs. If we were the kind of people who you listen to in a podcast where you get up in the morning and you're like, oh, I've got to do the podcast. Mate, we would watch fucking everything. <laughs> we love shit. <laughs> they also have those, um, you know, in the US how they've got movie paths. Yeah, yeah, so you can go, like, a bunch of times in yeah. one day or whatever. You can go all the time and it costs you barely any money. Yeah. Whereas if we go to the movies here, what does it cost us now? Like, uh, 20 bucks each if, or something? Yeah, if you go to the drive-in, it's seventeen fifty. Otherwise, it's, like, $22. Yeah. I remember when it used to be 10 bucks, And now it's it's more than double the price it was 10 years ago. I remember if you used to go on Tuesday, it used to be 5 bucks. Yeah. And now you go on Tuesday and it costs like 10 bucks or something. Yeah. That's what it used to cost normally. Yep. It's an absolute joke. And they wonder why, you know, people pirate shit and stream things and don't go to the movies. Yeah. Costs fucking 20 bucks to go to the movies. Costs a lot of money. Anyway, we don't go that often. Like, we probably only go, like, what, two or three times a year to the actual movies? Yeah, well, we planned to go and see it and we got, like, cheap tickets organized and we got, like... A- gift card to pay for it and we still waited until it came out on dvd 
Yeah. And we bought it on DVD, and it cost less to buy on DVD when it was new than it would have to go and watch it at the cinema. Yeah, exactly. And if you've got, like, a nice TV at home, which most people do now, yeah, it's almost as good as being at the cinema anyway. I do like going to cinema. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's a nice experience, and it is different, and it is better. Yeah. But now everyone has fucking 4K TVs. Yeah, pretty much. And you just watch it at home for pretty much free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man, we went off track. Ratings. So we've done the characters. We've done the look of it. Yep. Did we give, actually give it a number for the look? Well, I said I'll a nine. Go, I'll go eight. So I've got eights across the board so far. Yep. There wasn't really a lot of, like, costuming stuff. No, not at all. You can tell what everybody does for a living and who the mobsters are and who's a cop and stuff, but nothing drastic. How weird was that guy who had all those tattoos and he had that weird hat with the stars on it? Oh, the um, the gangsters? Yeah, one of the gangsters. They all looked weird. I thought they had strange outfits. Yeah, but they're supposed to be like New York City gangster Like Italian. Thugs. Yeah. yeah. You know, they were talked so um, like stereotypical. They're like... Hey, where's my meatball sub? Like, they talk like that. <laughs> that's my that's my New York Italian person impression. Just, just wow. Like. <laughs> hey, you do better, mate. What do you mean? Do it, do it, do an American Italian accent. American Italian accent. Yeah. Hey, forget about it. What are you talking about? That's Joey from Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah, it is. Joey's like. Hey, you. <laughs> hey, I'm Joey Wheeler. <laughs> Go. Red eyes, black dragon. Go, baby dragon. And now I'm going to use time wizard. Where's my meatball sub? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, mate. Mate. I thought it was pretty good. It was, it was entertaining. <laughs> Wasn't necessarily good. But it was fun. <laughs> anyway, the point was, those guys were pretty weird. They were very weird, but their costuming was fine. <laughs> I found it very strange. Seven out of ten. Seven. Just just because of that star hat. I was not about that star hat. Yeah, so it would have been a ten, but then they had that fucking leather yeah. star hat. Just the one Ooh. star hat just ruined it for me. Fucked it. <laughs> you want to give it a number? Oh, no, about the same. Like, there was nothing interesting, but they didn't need to be. It was a star hat, wasn't it? That was the star hat, yeah. Star hat. It was a star hat. <laughs> so let's go for a bit of a plot slash overall rating. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't make any fucking sense because it's her imaginary friend that then he can see. But, like, it's a very simple plot device to get a big thing out of it, isn't it? I was actually quite surprised when he said that Haley was his daughter. Yeah. But there had to be, but there had to be a reason. I know because I was like, why did he go to him? I was like, oh, because his daughter. I felt like it's your daughter was very cheap, but then I like a cheap, easy way to like just get it in there. But I also thought that if they didn't do that, I probably would be more annoyed. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, would have been like, why did this? You went through the whole series, you watched all eight episodes and they never explained why it picked him or why, because like, Happy knows about him from like the start mm. and he knows who he's looking for and he somehow works out how to find him. Yeah, it's weird. I'm glad that they put it all out there in the first episode. Yeah. 
It would have been kind of, yeah, as you said, it would be annoying if he found out, like, halfway through the season that it was his daughter. He'd be like, well, fuck. Yeah, I think they're just going to make, because it's eight episodes, I think they're just going to make the whole story. Because mm. the whole story seems like it's going to be, like, what, like, two, three days, something, maybe maximum. Yeah, yeah, it probably will take place over, like, a week or something. You know, so, well, this girl's been kidnapped by a drug, I have no idea what drugs he was smoking either. But I think he was smoking addict, ice. Drug addict, homeless Santa. Because he had like a weird pipo thing and he was like pipo lighting thing. it. A pipo. Well, I don't know shit. <laughs> El, El Pipo. I think he was smoking ice or <laughs> yeah. crack. Something, I guess in the US like it's crack, yeah. right? Yeah, I think so. Australia, everyone's on ice apparently. Yep. Well, they are. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's a fucking epidemic. Real talk. It's fucking rough. But I think the US is more like crack, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Crack. <laughs> well, it's like... Say crack again. Crack. Okay. I don't know. She just came over to me and started talking about crack. <laughs> are no? you, you having a good time over there? <laughs> People will understand. Will they? Yeah. Fucking Mean Girls reference. Everyone understands that apart from you, apparently. No, I just thought it was a bit dated to put a Mean Girls reference Oh, <laughs> come on. Mean Girls is timeless. It's Absolutely true. timeless. It's true. It's true. I it's can't... one of the best movies ever made. Can't deny that plot all right yeah so i'm gonna say plot overall i don't think i can really go higher than a seven to be honest i think seven is good it's enough to propel the story but it's not about the story but is that your plot or your overall because i feel like your overall would be higher than seven yeah that's what i'm saying this is i'm the putting plot. mine into one you can't put plot and overall into one that doesn't make sense <laughs> all right fine i'm gonna say plot seven overall seven okay well so it got two eights and one seven, and overall you gave it a seven. That's yeah. pretty rough. <laughs> it's bad maths. No, plot seven, because it's only enough to, like, propel the story forward. You don't need anything else. It's just, it's more about how it looks and how it feels and how it rolls, what he does and how he reacts. It's more a character study sort of thing than a story. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Which is fine for something like this, you know what I mean? It's just about, like, oh, here goes this guy killing people in really weird ways. Ooh. Blood, blood, blood blue unicorn <laughs> it doesn't need heaps of plot so seven but not in a negative way okay and overall probably an eight and a half Ooh. eight and a half or a nine because spender based on this eight and a half or a nine because but it's just because i love that kind of stuff yeah yeah because graphic novels are just like one of those things where they're just like i'm just gonna do fucking whatever i want and some of the stuff that comes out of it is just insane <laughs> You can get things that you never get out of anything else out of a graphic novel story. Like Preacher. Preacher's fucking crazy. I was just thinking about Preacher. Yeah. And I was thinking, you still haven't read that graphic novel that I bought you. I haven't. But Preacher is insane. And they made a TV show. So they're just pouring out graphic novels. Graphic novels are good as graphic novels. And then they're just like, well, this one will probably work as a show. And this one will probably work as a show. But I love Preacher. And I didn't love this. Yeah, but Preacher's... They're completely different. Preacher's about the story. And this isn't about the story. So this would be like a thick volume, but one. And Preacher's, like the volume you bought me, that's how long Happy would be, I'd assume. And then... Oh, okay. Yeah. And then, but Preacher is like 20 of those. <laughs> that's just It's how more in-depth. Yeah. Because it's about the story. Yeah. Okay. But graphic novels just go hard all the time. So I really like when they get made into stuff. Like Sin City was really exciting. And, like, when they made Constantine the TV show properly, that they cancelled. Oh, I love that show. Fuck you. <laughs> it was really good. 
it just blows my mind how some of these shows can get cancelled. I think this is like when I was last week when I was talking about Incorporated. Yeah. I just don't understand how these great shows get cancelled and then they have fucking 18 seasons of Big Bang Theory and they make like <laughs> five spin-offs of it, like Young Sheldon. Oh, God. God, it just it makes me feel sick. But it's the most popular show on television. Why? I, I don't know. How many times have we, like, dogged Big Bang Theory on this podcast? I don't know, but we're going to do it again. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't. It's it's not funny. It hasn't really ever been funny. They just keep making it. Why? Well, apparently it's bad now. People who are old fans of the show think it's bad now, but it's always been fucking bad. It's never been good. <laughs> it was like, the first few seasons when it was on TV, you're like, oh, this is interesting. I never said it was great. I never ran home to watch. I never skipped watching something else to watch Big yeah. Bang Theory. But now, everybody's like, oh my God, it's special on TV. Like, if they make, I've heard people say on other podcasts, like, if they make fucking 50 seasons of this old list, I'll watch it. It'll be great every single season. You're like, no, <laughs> no, it won't. Why? Nothing lasts fantastically well, except for my favourite show on TV, which is South Park. (laughs) And otherwise... But I think people would disagree with you, though, and be like, South Park's fucking terrible. Probably. Then probably people who say, like, oh, it was better back before, and you're like, it's not... No, you fucking wrong. I mean, I've always always been, like, in the camp of, you know, I don't love South Park, but I get it. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) It's... Talked about this before. It's held quality for so long, and if you don't believe me, watch uh, re- the most recent episode of South Park, and then watch the most recent episode of The Simpsons, and then you tell me <laughs> which, which is one, a better show. Which one has lasted better over time? <laughs> so I reckon that's about it. Yeah, you got I think any so. other? I feel like we ended on the... a bit of a negative note, though. Should what fuck a... Big Bang Theory? Yeah, that's should pretty... we end on a positive note? Um, I reckon watch it. If you're big into any kind of graphic novels or comics, go for it. You'll get why it does what it does. If you don't, I'll just try it and just see what it's like. But you might not have the same connection with it at all. Mm. So if you want something gory and silly, go for it. If you're big into graphic novels, go for it. Do you think it's a little bit Ash versus Evil Dead-ish, but not so horror? Like more crime drama? I think it's more Sin City-ish, but... Astros the Evil Dead was, what I respected about it was that they made it the same way they made the movies in, like, yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. So everything was done, like, with puppets if they could and, like, minimal minimal digital effects. This is, like, it's a lot of digital effects. What else? That, well, there's a fucking flying unicorn, isn't there? Mm. <laughs> That's there. Oh, apparently, um, Astros the Evil Dead is now done. It hasn't got renewed. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I only expected it to get like what did it get just the just the one season or two no, seasons um, or whatever. Two, I think, or maybe even three. Wait, what did we watch? We watched season one, right? We watched the, well the um, first the sh- episode as of you, season one. As you recognise, the show is called Pilot Era, so we watched the first episode. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> of the first so season. I think it's had season two and it's not getting renewed for three. Yeah, yeah, but there's only so much you can do with it, really. Yeah, for sure. It'd be interesting. I'd probably watch like the last episode to see what crazy shit they pull out for the last episode. If they know it's their last episode, they will go all guns blazing. But you want literally hope, and figuratively. <laughs> you want to hope that they knew that it was their last episode. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because if they didn't, it just fizzled to like nothing. I know. Like, it'd be shitty. 
what we got to do is the obligatory social media plugs. You are fantastic at that, so... All right. Over so to Kate. <laughs> we have a Facebook. Just search Pilot Error Podcast on Facebook. Twitter, we are at Pilot Error Pod. And Instagram, search Pilot Error Podcast. You'll find us there. Leave us a little message. Tell us we're shit. Tell us we're really shit. Or tell us we're all right. <laughs> Any of those will be fine. All right is really all you can aim for in 2018, isn't it? Not a fucking dickhead. No one, <laughs> no one is important. No one is relevant. <laughs> We're all destined to die. And on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Staving off the Reaper for another week. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Fingers crossed. All right, guys. We love you. Bye. We love your work. We'll see you later.